There it is. I hear it. Okay, very good. We have music. We have a live. Oh, the music stopped. There we go. Oh, yeah. That's a good music. You can put it on. Test. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's working. Yeah, it works great. Alright, everybody, thank you so much for joining the Public Question Network. We had Christopher Cannon today uh, going over a lot of things about the Fair Credit Act and Yes, so I was able to provide some of my bullet points that I can go over. Go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and lower the music there. And where the Fair Credit Act of uh, California allows people to get a credit check. And if that's not an option, let's say they have bad credit or so forth, lenders can then use options of other means. Uh, came out four years ago, was an option where they can use the last year's income. Uh, there's another one too, lenders are using, uh, they're using your property value and how and your uh, W-2 and W-4 instead of using uh, uh, your credit. It's another way you can uh, buy a house in California. Uh, right now, I did meet a first-time home buyer today. That looks like they were buying a house at five percent APR. I can't hear. Sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. I can't hear you from here. I can't hear. Just you. use my phone. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, just turn your phone off and just use mine. Yeah. See. Okay. I, I don't know about so. You're on here. Cool. All right, guys. Oh no, there's an echo uh, now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of weird because I could, I'm not used to this. It's my first time. <laughs> like, I'm hearing you and it's echoing on your phone, and I can't hear you on my phone because I'm thinking it would be nice to talk like this. Oh, okay, yeah, if you want to talk like that, you can. I'll go ahead and lower. Uh, because I want to be able to hear you here. Yeah, is it? Okay. I can't hear you on my phone. I'm not talking yet. Can oh. you hear me now? No. You can't? No. Wait. Here. Because we're in the same room. You can hear me. You can hear me when I talk. But but it should come from here as well, the earpiece. Both? Don't you think so? It should. Oh, really? Oh, that's how it works, huh? Okay. I can set it up, or you can set it up, but normally how it works is uh, I talk. And I asked you some questions, and then you talk, and then... Okay. Yeah, like, you don't have to have it here until I... Okay. You talk. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. And you talk, you just go, okay, hey. Oh, here, you know what? I had you on silent. Now you can. Great. So does this work? See, I can't hear. Okay. Can you talk now? Maybe I might be able to hear you. Testing. Testing. Now I can hear you. Perfect. There we go. So it was, it was a initial. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. What was that? Oh, that is loud. Okay. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the podcast. We're just going to do a little bit of, uh, you know, chit chat back and forth. No problem. Just enjoy the show. 
Uh, so again, my name is Danny or Dan the Man. I'm the home inspector. And uh, I do the whole coast and Sacramento areas. And Christopher Tan is a real estate agent with... Remax Gold. Sweet. And how long have you been a real estate agent? I've been in the business since 2009 when I got my license. So you've been, you've been around for a while. Right after the healthy market crash. Yeah, I was going to college full-time and... Uh, reviewing different brokerages I realized that you know I wanted to get a degree first before working completely full-time but I did gain some experience by meeting and networking and talking with brokers that's very good so how many houses do you normally sell let's say a year great question you know based on what I've seen uh, with my records the past few years, you know, I'm above average. So the average agent sells two to four properties per year, but us Remax agents are held to a, a higher standard and the average Remax agent sells about 13 plus per year. And that's just like a, uh, an average number. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Though. I mean, 13 houses is more than that. I think because normally I, I hear realtors saying that they're selling five to ten a year. It's very rare to hear anyone over thirteen, except for I think there was one real estate agent. But I think he's private. He's like a broker or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he was selling. He sold forty last year, but I mean he he was working it. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, so it's not an easy feat to do. And selling one house is difficult. I mean, imagine selling eight or ten. It's not easy. Yeah, reputation, character, values, and hard work all come into play. That's why 87% of realtors give up within five years because of, you know, they think money will easily come, but it's actually very hard work. And I respect those who have a proven track record of selling over 40 houses a year. I haven't reached that yet, but I know that it's a lot of hard work. And the ones that I've seen who sell those kinds of properties per year are working super hard like over 50 hours a week easily oh yeah yeah i mean i his name is jim and he's been in business for like 20 years but yeah he's a, he's incredible uh so what kind of marketing do you do i'm curious oh you know i, I market by being straight with my clients or walk-ins face to face so that's how i've got all my clients i just talk to them face to face if they like me they'll want to work with me if they don't i understand you know uh people work with people they know like and trust and so if they might they might like me and trust me but they might not know me maybe they might not want to work with me but those three things are the three critical uh uh things that people look for in an agent they want to an agent should be likable trustworthy knowledgeable and uh the bars should also know who they're working with so as you get to know me you'll understand my personality my work ethic my uh, commitment to excellence etc that's very good yeah see it, it takes a while to be an agent I mean, more agent yeah definitely you want to know and showing your face you'll be a person to person way more than just talking to somebody on the phone all the time so I totally get it. And at the same time, uh, you need to go over some some housing.
I noticed that um, you were well, in my in my texting. I'll put more information about you today. I noted that uh, you were selling a home recently, but we, you noticed that the, the change in the market. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to share my personal experiences about the changes in the market. So, about fifty percent of millennials can't afford homes and millennials are like in their mid thirties to about, I believe mid twenties. I, I might be wrong, but mid twenties to, to actually up to 40, right? I believe. Yeah. So that's the millennial generation. Many of these kids grew up watch, watching Rugrats spawn SpongeBob SquarePants when it, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know what? Um, it's basically, a new economy with the interest rates higher, which translates to less people getting approved or qualified for the actual amount that they need to purchase their perfect home or their first home. So I think there's a slowdown and, and the reason why is it's the interest rates too is our culture. I, I think a lot of people are uh, uh, spending their money like extravagantly without really saving up. But, you know, there are some motivated that look forward to that, that motion goal. That's true. And so I've seen a drop or decline in the, are they FHA or are they conventional? Great question. Most of all my clients that I've worked with have none this year have FHA. I rarely come across. Okay, there's a second here. Okay. Yeah, so there's a decline in loan applications, but I've learned that there is still a demand for. macroeconomic perspective but um, for me as a real estate agent I try to look at what's happening mainly in Northern California there, there are ways to uh, look into different neighborhoods look into different cities states the Midwest the Southwest you know yeah a lot of people are coming in from different states lately and wanting to get all these home inspections and, and Buying the house, I don't. You know, I don't do a lot of home inspections where I do the home inspection and you don't get the house. Most of the time, I do home inspection, they get the house. It's very rare, but I have had a couple. Of yeah, times. you're top notch with your work. You know, the reason why I've chosen to hire or encourage my buyers to hire you, although I give them options, I speak highly of you because of your customer service. When you are there for them on time or even a few minutes earlier getting stuff 
prepared and ready. You know what. Provides more value versus the other vector who has done as many as you have or who doesn't have the experience. And plus, uh, your way of is really well makes you stand out. That's why I've always spoke highly of you because I've always wanted to have the best people on my team or referred uh, network. And so the vendors that I work with are usually the best of the best. I've like uh, we've discussed yesterday, you know, I, I know many lenders, but there's only two or three that I actually really know and like and trust. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's, I really appreciate it too. Thank you so much for your kind words. And I, you know, I was uh, watching Christopher as he's doing his, with his, with his uh, clients, and he's very attuned to what they need. And this is another reason why I like doing business with a certain real estate agents where they're not just out to make the money and they barely even help their clients. They just walk around and turn on the lights, let the clients roam around the house and then after the inspection they're done. That's it. They don't see their clients until the client buys the house and they give them the keys. I mean that's that's not a really good agent, I, I feel like my, my my heart because I had that same thing here. We had a, a real estate agent, I think she was new though. And uh, we had to work with her lender, her broker, because her broker was right. And, yeah, it was just experience matters, and you know there's a lot of people out there in this business for the wrong reasons. They they really have to have a heart for people, a care for people. So one of my core values, the way I work, is actually treat my clients as if they're a relative, a family member in a way. So like when I'm working with this nice family from. Canada, it's their first time, you know, I, I treat it as if this is my uncle and I want to make sure he knows everything that I know, that he's able to get all his questions answered, that he's able to uh, know that I care because I don't like to respond late. When somebody texts or calls me, I do my best to respond or answer as soon as possible. I don't say, oh, okay, I got to wait. No, they're always my priority. They're all of them are super important. I treat everybody um, as if it's like a close family member. And what I've learned from that is, you know, the people, you know, they, they know they can easily go to somebody else, but they decide to work with Chris Tan because not only do I have my broker's license and I'm a broker associate or have my master's degree or work with the top most trusted real estate brand, number one, reason is because I care and I actually want to go above and beyond. I want to make sure that if they ask for something specific, I'm able to gather more information that might be helpful for them. And so in this economy, you know, uh, information is everything. And so my job is to ensure that they are updated with all the facts, with all the things that I know, the disclosures, and not only that, but I have to use my wisdom to uh, in process, you know, like we don't want any surprise. So I give them a clear presentation up front so they know how the process works. Most agreed. I mean, that's. And just think at home inspection, 
it's not easy as well. You have to sell yourself, we have to sell ourselves, the best way we can sell ourselves is by our previous customers. And getting previous customers, I mean, I, I'm on so many different platforms to find customers and try to find uh, people and I show them all my work or they ask me for, you know, a couple of inspection reports, a lot of real estate investing for a couple of inspection reports. You know, we also do tools as well as sewer and uh, underlining uh, conditions, the, the, the foundation. Um, I mean, I was just in San Francisco a couple weeks ago. We did a foundation inspection. It was horrible. The foundation just needed some additional uh, work on the right side, but it was sinking in. And so we had to provide them with uh, you know, the bad news of the foundation having that issue. At the same time, we provide them with a contractor engineer to help them. Uh, very beneficial. But so, yeah, networking is like the number one thing because I'm going to work as a, as a home inspector, and I'm sure networking for you as well, right, Christopher? Yes. And since your strengths are, you know, meeting with the clients as well and communicating really well with them, uh, that's a plus. People want to be able to work with people that know how to give them updates and uh, provide all that information. I know that when I had some questions, you're able to help out immediately and 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 that almost everybody to at least talk with Danny. And yeah, when you are very meticulous and uh, uh, you're practically like a FBI agent for how to uh, inspect everything and you know, because of uh, have seen your work that's why i my family decided to well actually it was my idea to hire you for my inspections for the restaurant that we were considering purchasing and because of the extensive amount of damage we decided to pass so because of that 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 small that fee which seemed like a lot was actually worth it because it saved me from a financial disaster that could have led to over a hundred thousand dollars worth of repairs and issues that were not disclosed. And so you need great people on your team, people who uh, will be able to um, uh, help. We, we want to, he had, our home inspector, Danny has a great eye for detail. He knows how to discover things. He knows what to check. He knows so much about the history of the property by looking from experiences, you know, and sometimes, you know, he knows the, what we would say maybe stereotypes. So for example, DR Horton tends to have, I believe it was either DR, well, I don't want to point names out, but there was a builder out there that is known for cracked windows or cracked corners. And so, you know, he was able to uh, find a handful of, cosmetic minor issues even for a newer home which was recently built so even when i looked any never seen a perfect home before like a hundred percent perfect home there's always going to be that something some things found and so he can find the major thing all things and then you know he comes across with a problem solving approach as well so he's not a uh He's he. You reminded me of being a realist. You're very real. You you are able to just gather the facts and just present them, and that's what I like. You're not like one of the other 
inspectors who's like, oh, they, they, they make a big deal out of everything. They point out something and then they make it so, seem so bad and they got a bad attitude, a bad personality. Well, not, I wouldn't say bad personality, but uh, like a negative personality, negative way just for simple things. And you know what? That, that kind of can throw off some bars. And, you know, I'm not just saying that's a bad or good thing. It's just attitude means everything. I'm an optimist and a realist. I think Danny is as well. That's why he has done over, was it 15,000 home inspections? About, wow. It's a thousand a year. Wow. Yeah, okay, cool. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so I've been helping a lot of buyers recently. And, uh, you know, uh, we my buyers are really happy about having you on their side because you know especially with vj you know so much about the fire systems the sprinkler systems the electrical systems the i can go on and on and on i sometimes it's worth it to observe and see how the home inspector works as a realtor i like to come out there Time is more precious, and I'm I'm just going to let the inspector do his thing and, and not be there. You know, I, I like to be there for the clients and know what's going on and see if my client has more questions. Even I have questions too that my clients haven't thought about. It just happened a few times, and it helps them save money. And, all. and on top of that, with my experiences negotiating, I can negotiate those credits that are necessary for the repairs and there are ways to negotiate and I can share that in a different uh, podcast or different The way things are, you uh, to work with the greatest team. I know that because of the economy, you can't afford to, the buyers can't afford to lose out on on thousands of dollars. There was this new realtor that didn't know, or even some realtors who have years of experience, they just have their clients sign without reading anything. They check the wrong boxes or uncheck the wrong boxes and remove contingencies. And sometimes it can cause a major problem. One time there was this guy who bought a house, super excited and thrilled, ended up finding that the roof needed $20,000 worth of repairs or a new roof. And it just was a disaster during the winter time. And this buyer had that buyer's remorse. Our duties to always prevent buyer's remorse. That's why if my clients want to see a house multiple times, I am more than happy to go out there because I don't want them to have that that bar's remorse. And Danny's it, that's part of his job too. Person, so when it comes to the agent visual inspection, which is a part of the another inspection process, I note down every fact that I see. If there's a mark on the wall or a hole on the wall or some cracks, anything that's not normal or uh, an issue, a possible issue, I will have to note, note it down. We have to be, we can't hide things. There's a lot of stories that I can share about problems that buyers have had because of the seller's uh, issues and, and uh, uh, failure to disclose. In California, the bars are very well protected. 
And as a, I love being a bars agent. It's always exciting. Most of my transactions have been uh, representing bars. I do feel like I'm, I'm going to have a lot more listings coming up. I have three coming up, but all at the same time, I have to make it clear to my sellers. You do have to disclose everything that you know of, or it can come back to bite you through some sort of liquidated damages or some legal process. So this is a great topic. And so people who are coming from other countries or states, cities that need uh, information, you know, Danny and I are more than happy to uh, answer any questions you guys might have. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, talk as much as you need to. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, real estate agent is very difficult. You have to do a lot. Of course, you have your own visual inspection you have to do. Uh, you do it at the beginning, and you put them to the home. Uh, you can do it um, during the home inspection, or you can do it uh, you know, after the home inspection, but usually it's before. That way you can see the details of the inspectors to do something around the house, you know? And then uh, at the same time, when you do your final walkthrough with your client, you would also do another visual walkthrough. Uh, and this kind of gives you an identify any additional things that happen from your private, from your yeah, original walkthrough to your last walkthrough of the house with the client. And, you know, some, some people get the little blue tape out on the little marks. And then people, other real estate agents, they just do the walkthrough with the clients that last walkthrough before uh, they get the keys. Or they can give the keys and then do the walkthrough. That's, that's a really exciting part of the, the whole experience of buying a house. And then in my job, of course, I need to say is to, is to find the things that could arise, and if, if the home inspector doesn't find everything, uh, let's say misses a hot water heater or something like that, or she, you know, it's uh, and that can cost three thousand dollars in the future. Uh, you know, maybe after like three or four months. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's that that's on the real, that's on the uh, not on the real estate agent, but it can come down to the real estate agent if they can't contact that home inspector. So, I mean, the real estate agent may have to pull out a pocket or maybe they have their own closing costs and help pay for uh, some money of that water heater damage or something. Yeah, like everything, everything is negotiable. So we're almost like attorneys, but only for really technically, like we almost kind of do some, we have some responsibilities and duties called fiduciary duties where we have to represent our clients' best interests. And when it comes to, uh, California law, buyers have many more rights. And we, we're here to make sure that uh, uh, if they want to move forward, if the buyers feel that they can, they should get repairs done, that's when I come in and negotiate, almost like an attorney negotiating for something before any kind of major lawsuit or something like that. I've never been sued, thank God, knock on wood, dot, dot, you know. Yeah, but, you know, I've heard of some really, like, uh, what seemed like good agents getting sued and I remember them. They've told me, you know, I don't know the details, but I know that people are out there to sue. And I've also heard of another client or not client. Um, he was not a client. He was actually, uh, uh, a client of somebody else's. And he said, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to take you to court. He was so mad because the agent was not, doing the right things. And I don't know what the hell was going on, but the, to me, the customer is always right. That's my mentality. Even if they're, 
I mean, usually they have some sense of rightness, but I'm always telling them the truth about the situation. So, for example, they found the perfect of the perfect layout, and it has the nicest uh, neighbors, and that house is listed at three hundred fifty thousand. Okay, and so, and after I do my analysis and my comparable market analysis, it's actually price fair. Three hundred fifty thousand is price fair. Let's just say, yeah, the appraiser comes into and appraises it at three hundred fifty thousand. So that means it's priced fair as well. And so after Danny or any inspector comes in and we see or he discovers five thousand dollars worth of repairs or damages or damages, I mean, then that's when we go in with my expertise with the contracts and my way of talking with the agents to ensure that. This is resolved. So I give my clients three options, or actually, yeah, three options is one. We're going to request that they repair them by hiring the uh, contractors that are of a credible, that have a credible reputation and that have a great track record. Number two, uh, maybe a $5,000 purchase price reduction. Number three is a money credit from the sellers and you know it varies on what they but most people just want a good home that's in working that's safe number one thing i tell my clients you know let's just all the health and safety issues are addressed immediately and if the other side is unwilling to consider health and safety issues then it might not be worth it to do business with people who don't care health and safety yeah, that's, that's very good because uh, it's down to it all. Uh, we need to trust the USA agents uh, in our best interest. We need to trust the home inspector that's out there to our best interest. Unfortunately, the home inspector is neither for the buyer or the seller. We are just showing transparency in the house, and that's what we expect from our home inspector to be sure everything's good. And of course, our appraisal uh, showing that fair credit and fair. Uh, cost value of the home is still magic. That's a great point. Yeah, to really reflect, that's really valuable because you're just almost similar to an escrow company. You cannot take sides. You're a very neutral thing. You got to state the facts. I mean, escrow companies are very uh, straightforward with the documents and very factual. And that's the mentality that Ashi certified home inspectors also have to go abide by. And you know, with other inspection companies out there, there are, many of them are not trustworthy, and I always don't want to do business with them because if my clients discover something that was not on the report, they might s try to sue the uh, home inspector or even the other side. You know, if, if if the seller side doesn't know about them. What is your worst home inspection? That you've seen you, you know what <clears throat> yeah so something where this property out in the country had some uh, structural foundational issues that there was some risk of a major fallout or a building I mean not building but the house falling down that was kind of scary and it looked like it was over almost fifteen thousand dollars worth of damage and so we had to negotiate and get the right people on the team to ensure that things were fixed and negotiated well. And so everything worked out. My client 
is now happier and they have built so much equity they are considering selling for a profit because of the way California politics is and so you know I'm not a very political person I'm a very factual guy who likes to make sure that you know, the clients know everything that's going on with the house and also when it comes to the uh, the inspection process you know it, it it's gonna be a few days the clients have a right to go there for throughout the first 14 days on the standard contract, I believe. Yeah, 14 days. Actually, I'm sorry, 17 if they want to. But the way that I work is to get all the work done ASAP so that the other side doesn't have to wait so long. You know, If Danny can come out or some uh, appraiser can come out the first week, that's great. That means we're doing things uh, on the right way. We're not lagging or buying time or whatever you know we just like to get straight to it and that's what the sellers want as well too because the sooner you get the inspection the better because if uh let's just say the buyers want to cancel then we can cancel and then they don't have to have wasted so many days on the market for the property i don't want we don't want to hurt anybody we just want to be factual and that everything's correct and right and that uh you know, the bars don't have to see any surprises. I was about, if I never had an inspector for my restaurant, there would have been a handful of snakes. You know, it would have been a great inspector because he, he discovered so much issues with not only the ceiling. There were a lot of things, just so much. And we can go I, on to that. I believe later. that that would have been a very bad profit. You actually probably would have been in debt. I would have, um, I would have been extremely stressed due to the fact that they uh, lied on their financials. Part of it was doing my financial diligence, inspection of the finances, carefully of the bank statements. Negative. Um, it was very almost breaking evenish. It was like, yeah, yeah. So I could have fell into a trap, and you just have to be careful about uh, what you're doing since it's a big decision. You know. I've learned to uh, ensure that this the clients also sometimes have a hard copy. If they want a hard copy, I can do that because some people want to be able to take notes and write down things and they're old school. So I do that for my clients as well. And I like how Danny has uh, the ability to provide it in a PDF format for the bar's convenience. And so, yeah. So what about I work everywhere in Northern California, whether it's Sacramento County, which consists of so many different cities, or even Placer County. Of my sales have been in the Folsom El Dorado Hills area, but Metro Cordova is very, uh, it's, it's a nice city as well. There's so much, I mean, I, I don't really, it's like being a doctor. If you're a specialist in a particular trade or let's just say you you are a great family doctor you can still be a great family doctor in florida you know same thing once you know the the core key things to focus on each city is just like a it's it's pretty much easy like it, it just like for somebody who's practicing or who's a cyclist they can cycle anywhere 
you know, like, yeah, yeah. so, um, I generally like to, cause, cause since I'm an expert with CMAs, I don't want to brag that I'm an expert. I just know my trade so well, cause I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of oh, yeah. comparable market analysis reports. I can do them so quickly and, and so fast and so easily. And I get straight to the I focus on what's important. I look at the other comps photographs and I'm able to just be pretty damn accurate. I probably could do better than an appraiser. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, I have a friend becoming an appraiser. It's like uh, 2,000 hours and maybe another 5,000 uh, field work or something like that. It's just pretty difficult. Yeah, I always ensure tell my clients, you know what, hey, you know, this property is overpriced by this amount. I highly recommend if you want this one and there's no competition, you should go in at this amount. And that saves some thousands of thousands of dollars. You know, I've seen, yeah, hiring the wrong realtor can really cost people a, a lot of money. And my way of doing things is make sure my clients don't overpay, you know, make sure my buyers don't overpay for this house. You know, they think they know an expert really knows, you know, and I, I pour my heart into this business and into my trade, my skills. And I, I like to go over it with them. I share how I do it so they understand what I'm doing. You know, it's not like I just give you the number. No, I, I explain to them how the process of a CMA analysis works. Not every realtor likes to do that, but it's like almost sharing the secrets. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, the... Yeah, there's people out there, yeah, who, who will choose a realtor because they, they, they just like them. But you really have to observe and watch how they work as well, too, which is critical, which is everything. And everybody, so there could be people who are likable, but they might not be knowledgeable about the process. So, yeah. Oh, I totally understand. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, when you're in the field, when you're doing this for a long time, especially as a realtor or home inspector, I mean, you learn each side of the, of the, of the playground. So, like, I know a lot of realtor stuff, a lot of home inspection stuff now. So you're familiar with, with when you see things, you're familiar with most of it, but you still need a little bit of information. Just to understand. And that's pretty much how it works in, uh, in every field, especially if you're, you know, a lawyer and, uh, working in courts all the time and then you have uh, in the office you have someone else that does the criminal side of it and the paperwork you eventually learn both sides of the, of the playground you know both sides of the work is it's interesting because i've seen a lot of people lately who are uh wanting to get the home inspections like today was a was a real estate agent a new real estate agent and it's his i didn't even know you could do that Oh, if it's if it, the agent is buying a house, and it, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. We still get the credit for it, huh? Oh wait, oh he he's purchasing his own he's house. Seen the house. Wait, wait, wait. Or, and he's signing it down. How's that work? Wait, who who's the listing agent? He, he uh, uh no, the listing agent is. Uh, That's okay. So he's. Perch wait a minute, so a realtor is purchasing his own house and he's hired you. Yeah, that's no not not me. Uh, yeah, he hired a, you for the home inspection. Yeah. But does he get money for buying his house as a buyer agent? I think he might actually be if he wants to negotiate, like I said, everything's negotiable. If it's if the seller feels comfortable giving them a credit for 
the purpose of repairs. It's just like well, I meant, I meant he is the buyer agent. Oh, then he gets and paid. The buyer. Yeah, then he gets yeah he gets paid. Yeah, he does get paid. Okay, yeah, he does because he's doing the work. He's representing himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, I know you do that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there was something else that's super important. Oh, yeah. You reminded me of uh, when you said uh, you talked about your trade school class. You know, they talked about the 60 feedback system for human resources, uh, corporations, or managers or executives. Once a year, they might actually have a 360 feedback review of their employees. Oh. And so Danny is the guy who does the 360 review of the house. He's going to assess everything. And I remember with the HR courses I've taken, you really want to know everything. You really want to get everything down and, and known. And so that's a very powerful tool. And he is implementing that, that 360 feedback system. He'll assess everything, everything around the house, within the house, under the house, on top of the house, and then give that feedback, which is that report, that full-blown uh, 50 to 200-plus page report. And he'll also be able to share the health and safety uh, issues that are that must be paid attention to or addressed immediately. So, yeah, a very powerful thing and good thing to do, especially um, in this day and age. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And what are you uh, – are you – so a few more sales coming on. When do you stop selling? Do you ever have fun? Oh, you know, so I try to it's a great question. Sometimes I'll I'll be with my son at the park and he likes to play um with other kids or focus on his own thing. And when I have a few well, I always prioritize my clients, but I try to find time to uh have fun. So there's every some people they got to work nine to five all day. And then that's when they come home and see their kids, which I feel sad about. But us, since we are able to schedule our own schedules, we can time block for family time. And so as small business owners, that's a, a plus, you know, and, you know, but at the same time, you know, technically our clients are the bosses. If they really need to be there at this time, then I prioritize that before, uh, spending time with my son because you know the the thing is that I have to survive as well. I have to work hard to feed my family, but it's not like an ex it's not an excuse. It's the number one thing is to make sure the client's needs are met and that it's uh, going to be very convenient for them. I never want them to feel like they're they're um, second and that my family's first. My clients. I always do whatever I possibly can to make sure that my clients' needs are are met, their questions answered. They're, they're, if they want to see a house at this time, I will do whatever I can to make it at that time. Yeah, you know, and that's what's led to my successes. And some realtors don't do that. That's why some people uh, they feel that and they don't want to work with their realtor because of the way the realtor has been. Uh, working with them, you know, so it's a big relation. It's a, it's a very important relationship. It's important to get to know your realtor through, you know, having a conversation at the office or meeting them at the house or having some coffee or having lunch, you know, sometimes 
doesn't hurt to have maybe one beer just so that you guys can open up more and, and talk more and get to know who you're doing business with. Um, there are some types. Yeah. From my experiences, I try to hire a broker and the way they worked. Oh my God. If they saw themselves and from a third person perspective, that's why they, they're not doing well. It's because of the way they treat their clients or how they handle the paperwork or what. Yeah, man, there's so many stories I can share and I'm, this is super fun and cool. And I, I like being able to share my uh, knowledge to the public and, you know, with you, Danny. And so there's a lot that I can learn from you and I'm sure a lot for me too. And I know you have great relationships with a lot of realtors too. I, I know a handful of home inspectors, but they are not personable. They're sometimes really what I would call, um, uh, I don't know how to, I don't want to do label. Um, yeah, yeah. They just, yeah. And, and yeah. And sometimes only, sometimes some home inspectors I heard don't even like to talk to people. Yeah. They like to just do, they right. like to be left alone, you know? It's like, well, <laughs> that's kind of weird. I never heard of it before until I, <laughs> talking to yeah. Us humans are social creatures. And so that's what, is important for many of our buyers. They want to hear what the experts have to say. This is a like a sometimes it's a once in a lifetime thing for these people who are buying. They're just going to buy a home and that's all. But some, you know, they might want to buy another one later on. But the average family buys and sells every, I think, 14 years or something, 14 to 18 years. So this is a big deal. We, I, you know, although this is so easy i t i really look at it as if wow this is an important big statement life and i'm never like i'm always thinking about that almost every day it's like this is a big big deal although it seems like it's just another day it's really i'm doing big things for people i'm changing their lives for the better you know real estate's them build that generational and it's like i see that when I look back at all the people I've helped, you know, once a year I will give them a comparable market analysis and just send it over to them and they get to see how much in value their house has increased by. And so real estate tends to do really well every, I mean, it's just going to, I think it's going to keep picking up because of the way uh, things are right now. Inflation is going up. The population's growing, you know, uh, food prices are going up and I still see that in real estate. My clients that I started working with in January were looking at houses that are 550 in a particular neighborhood. And then, you know, six months from now, there's nothing that's under 550. They're all above 625 and above. I'm like, holy cow, just within this year in which we thought there would be like, a, many people were thinking there was going to be an economic crash, but you know, like it, I said sometimes it's it's the neighborhood, it's the hot part of that hot pocket. So I, I share a wealth of wisdom from experience. I pay attention to many details. Not even necessarily always have to be the house. You look at the way people maintain their yards, their lawns, the vibe. You, you get a vibe by going to a neighborhood. It's like an aura and you get to feel that aura. I'm very uh, spiritual and in tune. I like to just, if I feel something's off, it's off, you know. But if I feel like it's, 
that's not bad. It's not bad. And it, sometimes it's great to consider gated communities. It's nice to consider HAs. Not everybody cares for those things, but as a realtor who's traveled so many different places, you, you know, safety is probably, it's actually number one safety and peace of mind. Yeah. And sometimes some bars prefer just a great layout or a great kitchen. They might, I've helped people who don't mind buying in a neighborhood that might have some crime, but the thing is they feel safe because of the security system gates or the, um, the, the, you know, just the amenities that they need and want, you know, so everybody has a different taste. Just like some people prefer American food versus food, you know, and some people are just, uh, they have that uh, in their uh, preferences. So since it's a big decision, a huge decision, a huge purchase, I listen to them. I want to hear them out. I, I want to know what are their top three things that they're searching for. And then I'll, I'll try my best to go and out there and even uh, search and search to find those properties that fit their needs. Not all agents do that. Sometimes they'll just, some agents will just say, uh, go on this website or that. But I actually will, will go out there and try to look for the house. And some of the, my clients have specific criteria. For example, they want it facing east or facing north. And so I'm going to look at the map and I'm going to research what's on active and search. And then on top of that, they might want a downstairs bedroom. And that bedroom is going to be helpful for their in-laws or family or office space. And so those requirements um, that they bring up to me are very, very important. Those are critical. And so, you know, I, I just want to make sure that my clients get what they're looking for. And if it takes a year or two years to get them the perfect home, great. I'm patient as well because I understand what it's like. I have most of my clients are families, but I also meet a lot of investors as well. Investors have a different mentality because they want a great deal. The goal is to make a profit. The family's number one goal is their family and safety and uh, peace of mind and happiness, enjoying the right uh, property. So, yeah, as a home inspector, um, I mean, Danny, have you seen, what, what's your craziest story that you could share? Oh, man. Yeah. We, let's see, recently or? or like throughout last, your profession, like the most, whether a, a good story, bad story, crazy story, anything that, that stands out dramatically. Uh, I would have to say um, we were doing a... Let's see, we, we got, okay, here, here's a good one. This is, this is a new one, that's in January of this year. Uh, we had a call in for condo inspection. We're like, okay, a condo inspection, that's no problem. They asked for a price, you had to do Tarns 375, uh, basic. They're like, 375,000? We're like, no, 375 dollars. What are you requesting? You're right for a condo, right? Yeah. We have 40 condos. I was like, what? <laughs> 40 condos? So yeah, I was like, 345,000. I was like, that might be good. <laughs> I should probably just charge for that. 
it was in Sacramento, so it's not that expensive. Um, I think we ended up doing the job for around, um, it's like 40,000. 40, wow. 42,000. Wow. Uh, so it was like a thousand. Were you being, wow, that's amazing. Congrats that you got that job. Were there com competitors, were they asking for bids from other inspectors or well, did of course but no other inspector is ever going to be that big before wow that's so they, amazing so they hired they you no idea. i've done hotels i've been like uh i did 800 hotels wow my fourth year of inspector. wow yeah but i, I so when that, something like this happens when you have like 40 that's contests, super cool man to do it yourself is very difficult so i actually have to call in another home inspector that i know and then he's a friend of mine and then he comes in and we both do it together we just share the cost. Okay. Wow. That's, that was, that's a beautiful story. That's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Cool. You ever had any bad clients? Clients that you didn't know? Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, you learn from experience. There are that might have some uh, problems and that might not have the experience of talking to people. They're really, you really have to avoid, if, if it's really that bad, you really have to decline people because what's going to happen is oh i don't okay yeah i i really i i can't well based on the fair housing you know I'll, wait, wait, wait first go with the, the person the client so let's don't do any names because i want to hear more uh so let's say you, you get a bad client uh they ask for a house every house you get them is just like negative 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 if you can't avoid them it's hard to it's hard to really get to know somebody the first few days or weeks there could be a it takes you know i've read a psychology book and it's said that it takes about six to 12 months to really get to know somebody and how their personality is and so yeah just off the top of my head if i i just uh see that's the thing sometimes some people have no emotional intelligence. They can't see it from someone else's perspective. No matter how mean they are, they don't know how how they really treated somebody. No matter even how caring I was and how helpful I was trying to be, they they are just so. They, sometimes they can be so mean. It's very rare. Most people are reasonable, understanding, and uh, good people. But you know, just like anything, there's always good and bad apples. Like in real estate as well, you know, if you're dealing with uh, another party, another realtor, most realtors are are good. Most realtors are have uh, a good work ethic and try to treat others nicely. But there are some that you know are just they don't have that emotional intelligence. They don't know how to listen to others or their clients. For me, I'm all about listening. I really want to listen to what my clients have to. Say and then I'll, you know, approach it the best I possibly can, the best way I possibly can. So, you know, sometimes uh, here, the thing is the interesting thing. What I've learned, well, I don't judge. I can't judge. Uh, if they want help, I'll help them. But I've learned that people from other countries who have a different culture might try to use use you. You know. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that's that's common knowledge. Tries to utilize yeah, yeah, that's it's common. Yeah. yeah, even even 
uh, people in my uh, office have told me that too. You know, there are people out there who will just try to get a lot of information or try to just use up your time and then just not want to, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting topic, but I just try to focus on working with people who are pretty much ready to move forward with the process who are uh, able to just provide what they need to provide. Like the, if, if it's a seller, you know, I'll just walk them through the process. I'll answer all the questions they have. So this type of industry, real estate, home inspections, it's, it's a great thing. It's like a very beautiful thing in, in people's lives because not only, I mean, this whole process of buying or selling a house provides lots of jobs. It helps the economy. I believe that it affects so many people on and on and on, but I, I believe it should provide at least work for 30 people. It could be more. It affects so many lives. A lot. I, so one transaction, it, it helps. Um, not, I mean, the economy by one, the uh, buyer's agent who is working with a broker who oversees them, who has managers, who has transaction coordinators, who has, uh, I mean, other secretaries and staff members. It also affects escrow companies. There's an escrow officer, the uh, escrow crow assistant then the home inspector then the lender then you know maybe there might be a, a pest inspector as well too or you know there's so many different types of inspectors but you know the reason why i like to work with danny is because he can cover many of these items and if he uh uh discovers something that's maybe uh related to something that he might not specialize in let's just say uh maybe uh, uh, building an ADU, he knows people who are general contractors or people who can build those ADUs. So there are a lot of specialists involved as well. You also have the underwriters for the loan. You also have, I mean, it just affects so many people. So buying a house is a beautiful thing. Not only positively affects the family, it affects the local economy and helps people with their jobs. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, we, I mean, we do, I do a lot of work with termite inspectors and I got my branch through termite inspector uh, to the test board in the state of California. And it was, uh, I, I passed the first time. I've been a home inspector for so long and it wasn't hard for me to do it. Uh, but yeah, working with others and, and everybody has to look at you know, real estate agent, you have the, yeah. Home inspector, you have the termite inspector. The home inspector, and termite inspector should be working together at least. Uh, we're going over some basic knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very understandable, but sometimes people like to get reminded. Um, I, I have so much information. I love to share many different topics as well. I know briefly talked about fair housing and stuff like that. You know, um, uh, there are rights for the uh, for everybody. Everybody has rights, and so. You don't really have to, I don't really have to go into full blast detail, but everybody knows basics. You know, treat everybody with respect, care, understanding, you know, um, no discrimination. You know, there are people out there who will discriminate. There was a study 
And so for me, you know, just keep an open heart, open mind, get my work done and, uh, you know, partner with the best that I possibly can because uh, I want to make sure our clients have that wow service, you know, that, that service that stands out. I've had many clients who I've worked with who have told me, man, Chris, you're, you're great at your job. You, you're amazing, you know, and they, they sold multiple properties, you know, because of the way I work. I, I like to respond ASAP. I like to get information. I like to just be real with them. Tell them the truth. You, you can't hide anything here. That's why many, the other bad people, other bad agents out there always, some of them don't deserve to be licensed. And I've seen some bad ones. And I'm glad that they get caught up and lose their licenses because of the damages that they've done and hurt people and hurt families you know so those types don't belong in our business that's why they, they there's a saying realtors like people resources a lot more that's the most respected profession because they're saving lives helping people realtors are like a dime a dozen there's so many of them but the cream of the crop realtors the good the best of the best are uh, hard to find i mean you just got to connect with your friends who've had great experiences with realtors, you know, and just get referrals. But if um, you uh, want to do your research, it's good to do that due diligence. Even though a person can sell a hundred houses a year, it doesn't mean that they're, they're going to be respectful towards the, the clients. I've seen it many times. Sometimes the best ones are those who are very humble, who are, uh, making sure that they go above and beyond. So as a broker associate who's studied uh, more courses to get this license, I, I can I can be a broker if I want to and hold more responsibility. But the reason why I stick with Remax Gold is because of the value system, the policies in place, the adherence to the laws, the 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 way that our company, I mean, our culture is about ensuring that we're always, our clients are updated with the newest laws, the newest documents, the newest contracts, and also same with the agents. Agents are always updated. Not all brokers just focus on that. I know Remax is hands down most trusted because of that. They always ensure that, you know, they're educating us with the new changes. And so I have a list. I actually brought it with well, me. Well, how long are you doing with Remax? Uh, it's been about almost... Approaching six years. And before that? Uh, you know, I was with a smaller firm. Oh. Like I mentioned, Stanley. It's a family firm, but they never educated on the newer things. And there's always yeah, changes. Yeah, every Yeah. And yeah. Well, the thing is, Remax, um, they don't hold everybody's hands. They just educate everybody they about the, okay. yeah, they don't, I can do things all by myself. I've always been able to they do it all by myself. Sure yeah. So, yeah. And they want to hire the best of the best. From my experiences, talking with management brokers, they want to hire people who are great in their personality, who are able to, um, treat their clients the best way possible to really go above and, and to beyond. And I've seen, I've heard of things where, you know, if the agent's not doing well, they're 
unfortunately let go, you know, because maybe they did something wrong or they, they did something shady, you know? Same thing with Ashy. Yeah. We have, uh, we have strict guidelines and with Ashy, they, they send us an email to, Hey, do your credit. And then if we end do credits and then, uh, so we do our credits and then if we basically we have, the 40 credits in the year, we can do them. We, could, we only have to do 22. It's called 22 CC. So we do their 22 CC where you have to do at least the roof, the exterior, foundation, uh, water heaters, electrical, HVAC units, that kind of thing. And then like extras would be like pool, mold, sprinkler systems, attic spaces, rafters, extensions. You know, because there's, you know, 1965 rafters, 1955 rafters, 1980s, 1990s trusses, low trusses. King studs, low, uh, low and high, and that kind of thing. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of detail. Um, That's super cool. Yeah, I remember when I first met you, you mentioned that you were Ashi certified. That was the first time I heard of that. And then I kind of looked into it a little bit more and was like, wow, this is an organization that sets one of the high, highest standards for home inspectors in this industry. And they are held to these obligations, just like the code of ethics for the realtors. Yeah. We have to go through continuous education and we were given tests of like, what's the appropriate way to deal with this? And so we have to pass. If you don't pass, then you don't become a yeah. uh, realtor. And so, yeah, yeah, amen. Yeah, see, that's, that's amazing. So, the, yeah, uh, it's been a, a great podcast. And I, I understand that this was a, uh, a live show, but I do yeah. hope that we can maybe have a recording out there for the public to replay in the future. Yes. Thank you all for being a part of this. It's been Are about it. Okay, yeah, we can talk more. <laughs> Let's just do another uh, 21 minutes, 30, uh, our time in California. Sure. And uh, over a, bit, a few more questions that we had. Uh, what paperwork did you bring? Oh, the paperwork? Okay, so, I mean, if there's yeah, anybody. Please came over to my house to do this. You mean, you mean your uh, Joe Rogue? Your, your, uh, uh, yeah, your beautiful office, by the way. Very nice. I like the high tech items, beautiful, uh, uh, artwork, nice materials. <laughs> I mean, you got a nice, comfy shoot, guys. I'm, I'm so blessed to be here. This couch, he told me his wife bought him this couch and this was $4,000. It really uh, does feel like it's $4,000. It's a, and, a leather, yeah, with an inner sway, high quality, uh, yeah, just very high quality. It's like a, one of those. Chairs. Uh, it's got like it's got like cup holders. It's got two cup holders. It has like these little like uh, rear armrests. They actually lift up and they have cubbies inside where you can put stuff. You have a uh, uh, head. What's it? It's like buttons are on that thing. I'm only one, two, it one, two, three, four, <laughs> five. Chairs, so yeah, five. That's nice like, yeah, there's like five different buttons on there to, to run, uh, lift your feet up. But yeah, Chris actually came over to my house. Uh, beautiful home out here in Elk Grove, California. If you guys are considering moving out to Elk Grove, California, um, yeah, do your research. You'll, you'll know that it's very family oriented. It's diverse. It's a, it has a healthy economy. I grew up here since 1991. It's a, it's a amazing community. People are out there to look out for each other. Your neighbors are nice, you know? Um, and I, I know the, the, the neighborhoods pretty well. So yeah, that's, and then, yeah, thank you, you for having me here with this. Yeah, I live nine minutes away. I, I live. Know I had a realtor in my backyard, pretty much, just around the corner. 
Yeah, we got, uh, we've been doing business for a couple of years now. And- Elk Grove has over 105 parks, and they're still building more parks. Yeah, it's that. a great family community. They got a lot of events for your your kids, your your friends, your cousins, relatives. Great place. They got a large Fourth of July event every year coming up, and yeah. um, uh, the the air from the Bay Area tends to flow. It's through Carnival, yeah, yeah. That delta breeze, yeah that delta right? breeze is yeah. very popular amongst in elk grove in sacramento county yeah thank you uh in my area that was built in 2005 uh all these houses are tile roofs yeah. uh hip roofs that's the double uh i believe your house is a is your single story it's a two-story um built in 1991 so the thing is with as a as an agent seeing so many houses and inspection reports you know we haven't had many many major issues of course you know it's after many years you got to replace the um ac unit you gotta yeah but the stucco there's no cracks my other podcast about the ac and you can keep it and just change out the the okay like the r22 because the older frame on the R22 is discontinued January 1st, mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. And so they started using the R407 as a, like yeah. an exchange for it. Or you can switch to the R410A, which was reused now in California. Super cool, man. Yeah, you have a beautiful neighborhood. And it's a plus, especially being on a cul-de-sac, because you get to know who's uh, a neighbor or not. Because if if you're living on a busy like if oh, a, Main yeah, yeah yeah main street yeah, it's just yeah so right choice man congrats on on home ownership it's it's hard for the middle class and to own a home now and and many people are trying and you know with the federal reserve joe i mean not, his name's not joe oh yeah the uh, federal reserve is just told they're not going to raise any rates for two years so yeah. it's yeah so so you got the federal reserve not raising rates for two years so we're yeah. stuck at what are we at right now Jerome Powell, um, yeah, I was saying that. But, yeah, regarding the rates, when I last checked this morning, I think it was between 6 – actually, I'll pull up the data. I think 6.75, but I, I could be – I mean, actually – 6.4, I believe it was uh, a few months ago. So this, oh, actually, oh, no, for conventional primary, it's yeah. 6.125. Okay, for so investment, 7.625. FHA – FHA is not as bad. Wow. FHA is 5.625. Yeah, 5. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you, that's where... You can get a 5.0 on FHA, though. Like, I know some people are getting 5.0. Like today, the guy was getting 5.0 on FHA. Okay. I think he's going to do it for me, but he's a real estate agent. He's getting that 5.0. So, if you're doing FHA right now, it's a really good time to hit that FHA uh, guideline because you're getting that 5.0% down. Um, he, he's buying a $355,000 house. So five percent down is, is really a good deal, and you don't have to worry about you know breaking the bank. You're still going to have some money left over for additional And plus, the great thing I like about you is you don't charge as much as the other inspector. You give more service. My clients like to work with you. Yeah, so the other guys charge like five fifty or five twenty five, or even the large ones, and they don't have that experience too. And it's like it's just like. That's why yeah. they're charging that much. They're charging that much because that's what the going rate is. Yeah. So I, I go, I'm a homeowner for homeowners, so I don't, I don't want to overcharge people or people off. Right. So I have the deals once in a great while. Like we're doing hundred dollars off home inspections right now. So you, if yeah, for home inspections, four hundred what four hundred four, yeah, four fifteen to start, yes. four thousand square foot. 
and then you have a 2,000 square feet, and it's supposed to be 475, $100 office, $375. Many and most people are willing to pay the fair price. And I always encourage them to, to do their due diligence, research your top three home inspectors. But I give my recommendation because they always ask for it because they, they trust me. So, and since I trust Danny, I send them over to Danny. And, and thank you, Danny, for being able to explain and, and maintain the relationship even after the, the sale because sometimes they'll have questions and you'll be able to respond to them. And that's really greatly appreciated. And so that's what I call great customer service. Some of the other ones that won't even pick up or respond. They they will not pick up. Once once they're done out of that place, most inspectors, they do not fall back. It's a relationship thing because who knows, maybe, you know, they might have family or friends too that want to get their house inspected. Since you did a great job for me, I decided to hire you again. And it was amazing. You were able to get that full report for the house in, in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know. Uh, it's hard getting there, though. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. But, wow. That bridge, I guess there was a huge crash. Yeah, and you can easily charge for um, your fuel costs. And I used to charge travel. $5. Yeah. yeah. I used to charge $5 going to San Francisco and then uh, the normal cost. And then I gave you, it was like, I think the total cost was six seventy five. I ended up charging you your mom like uh, what? Uh, no, it's seven twenty five was the total cost. Seven seventy five, sorry. And then I ended up yeah. charging you six seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. And uh, the great thing I like about you too is you use high quality uh, cameras on that Samsung. Oh yeah. Freaking, it's better than <laughs> yeah. the iPhone. Although I have an iPhone, yeah. I I I'm like I consider getting a Samsung because of. You know, if you guys were able to see, yeah, I'll say it again. 136 megapixels. Yeah, that's like how many more times better than the iPhone? Well, you know, like the highest iPhone is like 64 megapixels. Okay, yeah. It's, it's almost like a telescope. You can zoom in like crazy. You get all the details. It's all, It can become almost like a microscope or a telescope. It's yeah, just that. All that details. I, it's I grew like, up I grew up with the Nokia phones, you know, the playing snake and everything. And then to see how phones have evolved, oh, my God, imagine what's going to happen in the next five years with technology and everything. <sighs> You know, AI is really affecting a lot of jobs too. And so your job, um, the AI will never replace your your job because it takes manpower to assess the whole premises. AI, I mean, unless there are robots that are able to climb uh, attics and all that stuff and, and assess all these electrical things and all the systems, yeah, it's it's a long way to go. Realtors as well, people need realtors to open up doors to guide them through the contracts to be able to negotiate, to be able to connect with the other side, to uh, build, you know, the, the relationship. You know, there's also a lot of other jobs that uh, home purchase uh, provides, for example, photographers, videographers, uh, showcase. Uh, I mean, there's people out there who charge to put those posts in the front lawns. I do it all myself. I, I've done a lot of my stuff myself um but you know there's many great things about the real estate industry if you guys are considering possibly investing or maybe even building a portfolio i can go over a list of 20 of the main things that uh are beneficial to home buyers i mean there's so much so much i can talk about i got a lot of great valuable information for people who want to build wealth you know everybody i mean real estate is the number one industry that has allowed 
people to become millionaires. It's from real estate investing. There's always opportunity. You know, California, it's, it's, it seems like housing is high, but there's always a way to leverage off loans or having the right people on your team. I can also conduct a financial ratio analysis, let you know return on investment when it comes to rentals and all that stuff too. If you're considering becoming a landlord or hiring a property manager, we also I also have those uh, vendors uh, available to help with that. But yeah, you know, Danny, uh, as a home inspector, that's super, yeah, I'm kind of like, for me, I'm very meticulous as well. My desk, like if I see dust or, or if I see like, like I'm always organized too. Like I always pay attention to everything I see. And so, you know, that's your strength. You have that in you. That's why, you know, when you take these photographs, you go above and beyond, you know, the other inspector only takes one or two for the section, but you'll take like almost like seven, which is good. Great. You know, cause that's, well, I, I can also weed out the bad pictures. Yeah, too. So exactly. I take, uh, like an attic space, for example, I take about 221 photos uh for a full house it's about seven almost 700 photos sometimes yeah and then i will uh, go into photo which one and zoom in and delete the ones we don't need yeah evidence is critical especially you know when it comes to if, if something bad happens when you got the photos it's very helpful for the courts or whatever hopefully you know, most people don't want to ever go to the courts, but if necessary, you know, and same with uh, me being a, a realtor, um, I, I get to take notes. There are a lot of questions here. It uh, seems like we, although we have a small crowd, is there anybody out there? Is, is there anybody out there that has any questions for, for Danny or myself? Yeah, we're coming to the end of the show. We have about nine minutes, ten minutes, if you want to um, ask any questions. Out, if you have any questions you want to ask, uh, we can answer it on the show. If you have any uh, issues that you've had buying your house, or I, I went to people from the UK, I see, from New Zealand, uh, and all over, we, we really like to hear about uh, what kind of issues you're having there. We appreciate your, your time. Uh, to be a part of this podcast, although this was my first one, I really uh, enjoyed sharing what I know. Uh, there's so much more that I can share. We can talk and have this going on maybe every few weeks or even every other Yeah, usually day, I try to do it every other week. Okay. Uh, it's been difficult because there's kind of way more Super busy. inspections. Uh, so basically, we're not on every night, Bella Rocks. For, um, usually we appreciate you guys. The inspe- uh, Home Inspection Network every other Saturday or every other Sunday. <laughs> like to show. Yeah, so, so what we can do is um, should, we, should we start doing it? No, more? I can do this we, every we, week. Christopher, we can jump in and we, we don't mind doing the show podcast. What, what do you feel like? What do you want to do one yeah, week? If it's a video conference as well, that's fine we as well. We start doing the YouTube as well so people can, can join in from all over. I don't know. I know you have YouTube in some other countries, like Canada and so forth. Um, that's why we do the, the the podcast here because it's it's easier for people in like you know UK, New Zealand, Canada, Australia. I mean, I get people from Africa everywhere uh, because I I have own special networks across the globe. We're in every country that can be. Uh, we're on every platform as well. It's Friday for them. 
Awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure that you guys are updated with a notification. We're going to do our best to ensure that, that um, we'll have our meetings or our talks and discussions. Wait, here we go. We've got a good question here. Do you have a lot of homeless where you are due to no low-cost homes available? To, to be – okay. That's actually go a great question. You go ahead. You go ahead. You, yeah. you go ahead. I just uh, – we actually just – I just got that um, uh, memo from our government. Uh, so we live in Elk Grove, and in Elk Grove, California, it's a sideline of Sacramento, but it's in Sacramento County. It's uh, near the capital. And what happened is we had a lot of homeless start to come into Sacramento again from other states. And in our city, every every county in California uh, has to build at least 5,000 homes down uh, for low-income housing. So for low-income housing, 5,000 in every county has to be built, but this is a new rule because previously last year, it was 3,800. So our city didn't build what we were building housing. But they didn't build so what happened is uh, they got sued by the governor of this state. That's right. And the governor said, hey, you have to build these houses. And they, they put a lawsuit on them, and then guess what? Elk Grove said, "Okay, we'll build five thousand." Yeah, and I, I, I looked into that. The first day that was news, I, I understood what occurred because the city council they understand that, you know, there, there needs to be houses built, but they decided not to, and it actually created, uh, uh that, that issue. The, the guy's name, he's a, oh my God, he's the new guy. The, the new governor. Of, uh, I, I know. Elk no, no. Uh, Attorney General, uh, I, I know it, it's crazy because I get so emails. Just I mean, Rob Bonta. Oh, yeah, right, that's yeah. the guy who's suing or in charge of this process. Yeah. He's the guy who oversees a lot of legal stuff, the DOJ and everything like that. California is a really political state, and it's stressing a lot of people out. Three hundred seventy-six thousand people left because of so many reasons: high taxes, uh, high crime. I mean, I, I mean, so many. Re yeah, companies. yeah. Even Elon Musk left. Yeah. Maybe the Texas, I believe. Yeah, it's hard for a lot of small business owners in California. And it's there's so much. We, this could be another topic. We could talk about politics later on. But yeah, regarding your, your question about homelessness, um, uh, I didn't see much growing up. It's it, it's been ex, it's grown exponentially the past, I would say, six years throughout Sacramento County. Elk Grove doesn't have that many, but you might see one or two or three uh, out there walking or pushing a cart. I, I can't judge. I don't know. They might have a nice home. They're just probably going for a nice exercise. But in regards to uh, heavily populated homeless areas, that's in downtown Sacramento, in San Francisco, L.A. And it's easy to see that it's sad. I feel bad for them because, you know, they're – there's so many factors that come into it. I try to uh, it, that topic for so long. It's just very hard. There's so many things that affect homelessness. There's a great family right now. They're on the verge of homelessness. They're a nice couple. This guy has his master's degree. He used to be a project manager and his wife, I don't know, but they're both well-educated folks. They got three children and they can't afford a house at all. And they're just barely making it living with somebody. And, and now 
since the thing, I mean, it's just nobody's alone when it comes to this kind of scenario. Many people are at the brink of homelessness. And yeah, go ahead. Another question. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we have another question. Yeah. So when it comes down, yeah, I actually, the rocks, I was just in um, Portugal. And on my way to Portugal, we had to stop in London. And yeah, I know what you mean. There's a lot of homeless people in London. And I did notice that, uh, are they mostly foreigners? I couldn't identify. Because uh, when I was there, some did look like foreigners and some others didn't. Uh, it was very difficult to, and the houses were so close together. Everything was close together in London. I mean, it was all the way, you don't have the one river, you know, running right through, uh, all the way to the ocean, but it was very difficult to see. Uh, I mean, I haven't been that sure before, but it's, yeah, it was very difficult to, to see how all the houses you know, go out to the countryside. But yes, it's very, very sad. Starting route. I will have to go. Oh. I have an appointment. Sorry, to, uh, guys. It was uh, really nice to listen to your questions. I hope I can uh, see you guys again and answer any questions you guys might have. Um, uh, uh, feel welcome to stay on uh, and talk with Danny if you guys might have any other questions. But, uh, yeah, I'm always happy. I'd love to meet again. I just have another meeting. My client is a police officer, and I'm actually helping with the final walkthrough. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so Congrats. I gotta, I can't be late this time. <laughs> all right, guys, have a great <laughs> evening. Have a great and, uh, day or uh, evening or morning. Okay. All right, see. You. Thank you, so Bello. Rolling. All right, bye bye. Oh, it's great to have you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so you know how to get out, all right? something here what about now anything no scanning well okay what about now is it a bit easier now testing testing I think he was uh, you're using his phone as an audio
do anything here. Um, I'm trying to figure out why. 